the name of the one God, the Trinity, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. So happy Trinity Sunday. For those of you who are not Episcopalians or have been coming for a hundred and years, uh, this is where you insert jokes about whoever has to preach, having to discuss the Trinity, which actually, by the way, I like preaching on this Sunday, so too bad, so sad. <laughs> so in seminary, when you're like a baby seminarian and you're given uh, scripture to read, you go like, I don't know what to do with this. And so they give you a few hot tips, uh, kind of like diagramming sentences. Now, I know if you're under the age of ooh, probably 25, 30, you don't know what that means. To those of us older folks, right, it puts a little bit of uh, the fear of God in you. So, but they had an easier way to do it. And so you were to look for certain things. So I'm going to ask you to get out your Bible that would be, because I know you didn't bring yours with you because it's faithfully on your home by your nightstand where you read it at night before you go to bed. Or in the morning when you get up, so the word of God is the first thing here. Either one. And I'm going to ask you, and I'm sorry, acolytes, I did not get Bibles up there for you. Choir, you have some to share. But in the pews, I'm going to ask you to turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 13, uh, and I'm going to start at verse 31. Because I want to talk about this, I always feel like this is such a good example when we're looking at scripture, uh, page 143, uh, we're looking at scripture repeating something, and when something is repeated, that is a sign to pay attention. So in seminary, they say, are there any words repeated? Maybe you should pay attention. So if you look at the bottom of 43, 143, I'm going to read it for you. But we have two words that are repeated. One is glory and the other is love. So I want you to count on one hand how many times we hear glory and on the other hand how many times love. I don't know how you're going to hold your Bible and do that. I'm going to let you work that out. You ready? But I'm going to read. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, now the Son of Man has been glorified and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Are you guys seeing a pattern? Just checking. Little children, I'm with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so I to, now I say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. I will give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is a perfect example of when you need to listen to the repetition. And we'll come back to why I chose something from John 13 other than that is every time I get that passage, I'm like, all right, uh, so the sermon is glory and love. So another example is if you look in your bulletin with the Proverbs reading today. Yeah, that's right. You always know I wanted to really be a Baptist preacher. Really, I'd rather have you flipping through your Bibles, but I know I don't want to push my luck. So if you look at the Proverbs reading today, where we have wisdom, notice wisdom 
the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the spirit of truth is a she, but I will not get into that today in my sermon. Just want to point it out for those of you who want to pick a bone with me later. But if you were to look at this reading, you will notice that this is another thing we look for. There are a ton of active verbs. Remember how to diagram an active verb? It comes off the second part. Okay. So active verbs, and you hear that wisdom, the Holy Spirit, calls and raises and takes her stand and cries out, and God created. These verbs alone point to how God is active in our lives through wisdom. Another thing that we could diagram if we were to read this whole thing is the places that are mentioned. How many of you have seen in your Bibles, again, like the one that sits by your bedstand that you read out of every day, that has little arrows, Jesus went here, and then Jesus went here, and then Jesus went here, and then Jesus went here, right? The places, where is someone going? And if you read in this Proverbs, you'll notice that God, wisdom is everywhere, in the fields, at the crossroads, at the entrance to the town, before creation, in creation, in the depths, on the land. God is everywhere. And I love how this passage ends. God is everywhere, delighting in the human race. Delighting. So with these diagramming examples of repetition and active verb and looking for place, I want us to look at our gospel today, short, John 16, 12 through 15. It won't be too complicated. Or is it? Because Trinity Sunday is so simple. So the scene that we have is Jesus talking to the disciples about their relationship with God. And if we were to diagram the relationships as Jesus explains them, we would see that Jesus is talking about the spirit of truth, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, wisdom, just so we're getting the fact that's all the same person. So Jesus is talking about the spirit of truth, connecting it to the disciples, guiding the disciples to speak truth. Then the spirit connects to Jesus, glorifying Jesus. And then next, the spirit connects to both Jesus and the disciples, making them all connected together. Are you getting the pattern? And then we have God the Father, the creator, connecting to Jesus. And what God has is Jesus's, and it will be declared to the disciples. And we now have this big connection, which is my Arabic instructor used to say, clear, clear as mud, good, we'll go on. The clear point of the gospel today is the interconnectedness of the Trinity, of God, and God's interconnectedness in the roots of our faith. Today's gospel comes in the middle of five chapters, 13 through 17. It's why I chose that passage. And I know that you are all going to go home tonight and in the Bible that is by your bedside, you are going to read chapters 13 through 17 because they are important. They're called the farewell discourse. It's Jesus's talking to the disciples at the last supper before all the bad stuff happens. It's five 
chapters of Jesus giving instructions to the disciples. It's kind of important. And if you were to read it, because I know you're going to, you're going to need more than both hands to count how many times love is mentioned. In these five chapters alone, 34 times, Jesus' last words, and we hear love again and again. And Jesus talks in our reading today about how the advocate, the Holy Spirit, is going to sustain the disciples and us in Jesus' absence. Love, love is used as an active verb. It is repeated over and over again. Jesus, in his teaching, reminds the disciples that the very foundation of God is interconnected love. God's love that connects us to the persons of the Trinity in one relationship. God's love connecting us to God. The intertwined connectedness between God the Creator and Jesus in the Spirit is exactly what the Trinity is about. Each person of the Trinity connected to the other, all equally important, all equal in say, all in harmony. Just like our scripture study points out, they're repeatedly interconnected, they're active in their connection, and they are present in all places at all times through their connectedness. Each person of the Trinity is unique, and yet in their connectedness, they are one God. And this balance within the three persons of the Trinity informs our faith. And let me be clear, our faith is not founded on whether or not we can understand personally each person of the Trinity and explain it to someone who's not a Christian. That's a little bit challenging, and they look at you weird because you can't explain it in three minutes. Because the Trinity is about relationship. The Trinity is about a connectedness that takes time and grows over our time. You see, God only exists in relationship, not in isolation. None of us is an island unto ourselves. Because you see, the relationship of the three persons of God is the same as God's relationship with us. And all of that is founded on, that was really not active. (laughs) All of that is founded on, thank you. It's an active verb to be repeated in all places at all times. Love is the presence of God in our lives. As we hear in the gospel, Jesus' work to teach and assure the disciples that they will not be on their own, that God will still be with them even once Jesus has ascended up to heaven. Jesus binds that connection, that knowledge in love. And he repeats it to the disciples again and again. And he makes sure that he knows that it isn't passive love but an active one, love. 
Through this love, the disciples remain in relationship with Jesus. Through this love, the advocate sustains the disciples as they continue to share Jesus' good news again and again, repeatedly in all places at all times. While we might appreciate having tools to help us understand Jesus' words to the disciples, explaining this interconnectedness that we try to understand and yet is a mystery, we are left with the question about, well, Reverend Rachel, what does the Trinity, God's relationship with God's self and God's relationship with us, I mean, really, what does that mean for my faith today? How does that change me? How can we, in June of 2022, put our faith in the Trinity into action? I mean, what does it even mean to say that we're Trinitarian? How many of you think about that when you say you're a Christian? Right? All right, seminary nerds, put your hands down. Of course we do. But how many times when you cross yourself at night, when you've finished your prayers, do you think about that interconnectedness of God? As we say, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, being one with us. What does it mean to practice a Trinitarian faith? Maybe we just need to diagram it a little bit more. When we put our life before us, can we see where we are repeatedly living and sharing God's love? Are we actively working to share God's love? Are we sharing it in all places and at all times? You see, the only way to share God's love is in relationship, active relationship, Actually knowing one another, taking time to see another person's humanity. It's that type of deep relationship. Now, there are easy loving relationships, the ones where we pray for someone who we love who is sick, or we bring food to someone in need, or we jumpstart someone's car in the parking lot in the morning. Those are all absolutely expressions of God's love. They are all example of putting God's love into action. Yet the relationship of the Trinity calls us into deeper work. The Trinity calls us to look for the places where relationship is broken. And to find those broken places in ourselves and in the world and to pour God's love into mending those broken relationships. Perhaps it's a relationship with a relative who you've fallen out with because of, I don't know, politics or money or you don't like the way they do the turkey on Thanksgiving not a real issue in my family ever. Perhaps it's a broken relationship with a neighbor or a friend who you fell out of relationship through bad communication because you forgot to see the humanity in one another 
because it got too hard and too messy to find God in the other. Maybe it's just our own broken relationship with God. But the Trinity, the Trinity is about relationship through love, if you haven't figured out that repetition in my sermon yet. It is ever active, and it is unending. It is unending here for us always. And so the Trinity challenges us to look, to look at how we can, in relationship, hard, messy relationship with love, glorify God. How can our words and our actions again and again show God's love in all the places of our lives? To be faithful to our faith, to be faithful to the Trinity, when we walk out these doors, if we walk out in faith, we have to walk to the hard places the places of deep disagreement, the places where we don't want to listen, the places where we feel so justified in judging someone else. We have to look for the broken places and then know that the spirit of truth, the advocate, the Holy Spirit is still with us forever working in us and through us and around us to express God's love in our world. So this week, as you open your Bible by your bedside to read, pay attention. For the Holy Spirit, the advocate, is pushing us to listen more, to act more, to love more for all humans and all relationships are equally important in the eyes of our Trinitarian God. Amen.